Hello, and welcome back to Say Less with M. Um, unfortunately, spring break is over, and last week we were posting, we were home, we were well rested, we were doing well, and this week, I mean, we're still doing well, it's okay, but we are definitely not well rested, and we've got a lot of homework this week, so... A little bit different vibes than last week. Um, so last week we talked a lot about friendships and things like that, which is really great. I really enjoyed talking about all of that. Um, this week is a little bit different, um, kind of interesting, but I'm going to dive into something pretty personal to me. And I knew that at some point I was going to talk about this on the podcast Like, I knew it would be an episode. I knew it would make it in there. I didn't really know when. Um, But I feel like after the few that I've had talking about feelings, talking about relationships, friendships, feelings, um, all those things, I felt like this was kind of a good um, one to go into to kind of not, like, wrap up that little series, but just kind of bring it all together together. another like kind of deeper one so this one is a little bit deeper it's a little bit maybe not as fun of a topic it's it's definitely interesting hopefully interesting to you um this is a huge part of my life and something that like kind of shaped me into who I am today I guess so we're gonna dive right in anxiety and depression I struggled with this both of these things really, really bad um, in high school and continued through college. Um, So yeah, I'm sure that there are people listening that have dealt with one of them or both of them. Um, And maybe you haven't. And if you haven't, then this might be a really good episode for you to listen to and maybe learn a little bit about it. It's different for everybody, so I can't say that my experience with it is going to be the same as somebody else's, but it could maybe help you get like a better understanding of what's going on. So I was a senior in high school when um, I figured out that that is what it was. Um, I remember the day very clearly. There are two other people that were very involved in that day that I'm sure also remember that day very well. Um, I was the day, so there had been moments like leading up to what, what I consider this big explosion of anxiety that just told me, like showed me to my face, like, this is what you have. Take a step back and like, look at what's going on. Um, so there's many times I was really moody, I was in a horrible mood, and so I'm gonna start with kind of this big day that kind of changed everything, and then go back and talk about kind of like some of the smaller things leading up to it that were signs that we just didn't realize. Um, so this day, I was supposed to go with my, um, my high school boyfriend and his family to his, um, one of his siblings' swim meets. Um, we were going to drive somewhere and meet them, and at this point, 
I know that I think he was planning on driving and it was one of his first times driving like on a really busy road. He was a little bit younger than me, like on like a, a main highway or whatever. Uh, we both grew up in a really small town, so neither of us really drove anywhere crazy and we weren't driving anywhere like crazy, crazy, but um, a busier road than normal, I suppose. Um, so we we're going to go to a swim meet. I didn't really know where the swim meet was, just like a little bit of background um, I didn't really know what swim meet was, didn't know like what the plan was, what the structure was, and any time that I was like nervous about, well, I don't really know what's going to happen or like what the plan is, I just blamed it on being like a really organized person or someone that likes to know like what's going to happen and when it's going to happen, um, very scheduled. But this day was a little different. I woke up. And my mom was gone. She had some meeting thing. And so I was getting ready. And I just got this feeling deep down of just fear. And I was terrified to go to this swim meet. And like, this is so stupid. Like, looking back on it, I'm like, what the heck was my problem? But I was so scared. I was like, I started crying as I got ready. And I was like, Okay, I can cry for a little bit, but then I've got to be able to pull myself together and go to this stupid swimming. It's not that big of a deal. And so I got all ready. I'm really crying. I called my mom and I was like, Mom, I am so scared. I do not think I can go to this swimming today. And she was like, Emma, what is your problem? Like, pull yourself together. It's fine. You hang out with him all the time. It's just a swimming. Like, you've given to a million swimmings. I was like, you're right. So I kept getting ready. It was horrible. My mom ended up having to come home from whatever she had. And we were talking. And I just kind of ran through this list of everything that I was worried about. I was worried about driving with him. And I was worried that I already wasn't feeling good. My stomach really hurt, so I wasn't able to eat. And I was really scared that I was going to have to throw up. And so I was really terrified that if he was driving and I suddenly got sick and we needed to pull over and then I needed to um, throw up on the side of the road, that that would be really embarrassing. So I didn't want that to happen. That was my first like big fear. My second like fear, I guess, was that I had no idea where it was. So I didn't even know where we were going. I didn't know how long the drive was. I didn't know what I was going to eat, if I was going to be able to eat. It was just... I could go on and on about the like little tiny worries that I had that built up in my head into this ginormous fear. So I ended up calling my high school boyfriend and I said, hey, I am not okay. Like something is wrong. I cannot go to the swim meet. Like it's not going to work. So we ended up he didn't go either. We just like stayed at his house and just had like a movie day. We just watched movies all day and it was fine. Um, I like cried like pretty much all day. I was like in tears. I wasn't like constantly tears flowing, but my eyes had, were like full of tears all day long. I remember that. So I remember going home and saying to my mom, mom, something is wrong with me. I need to go to the doctor. And she was like, okay. And uh, it might have been the next day even that we went and we talked to um, 
a doctor and I'm so thankful, this is kind of a side note, but I'm so thankful that my doctor is, um, he's a, a man that goes to my hometown church and oh my gosh, I'm so thankful for that because he, there, I'm not really, I don't really want to get into like this a ton, but there are so many viewpoints out there on anxiety and depression that, well, like, it's in the Bible that worry is a sin, and that's true. Like, you shouldn't be worried. Like, God's got it under control, but I feel like with anxiety, that's something that you can't really control, and I was so thankful to have this man as my doctor because he said to me when we got in there, he said, Emma, here's the deal. This is what you've got. You have anxiety and, you, and depression. Um, I actually have social anxiety, um, but I also had depression. And he said, I encourage you to continue being in the word because that is going to help. It is. And I was like, okay. He said, however, sometimes we need a little help. And we'll just add in some medicine in there to help you out. And he's like, you just pray, you ask God for healing for this, and you stay in the word, and you take your medicine, and you will figure it out. And I was like, okay. And so I started on medication, I don't even know when, um, and I ended up having to up my dosage. Um, I don't know how much of this is like, I'm, I shouldn't say, but I'm just, it's, we're getting real. Um, so I did have to up my dosage a couple times just because sometimes like your starting point, like they start you really low. So sometimes that just doesn't cut it. Um, but yeah, so that is like my kind of where it, um, when I got, when I figured out what I had and I'm going to now backtrack into kind of the before I was on med medication and then after. Um, up until like basically now, I guess. So going into the before, um, which it would be like a majority of my senior year and um, probably the end of my junior year, junior year summer, I probably dealt with it. I honestly can't really pinpoint when it started, but I have a few things that I correlate with it. Um, and that is kind of why I'm correlating like my friendship episode in with this because to me it makes sense to correlate the two. So, um, throwing it back um, to like junior year or whenever it started, I, I had, hmm, I don't really know how to explain this, I guess, but I felt, I feel like something that I dealt with a lot was attachment issues. I don't know if it's, if I should, if like it was an issue, it, it was an issue, it, I'll say it was an issue, um, and I feel like that's something that I still deal with, um, and I'm working on figuring out even now, but I just felt like I needed something, this, okay, okay, I'm gonna back it up again, attachment issues. I feel like these issues are something that Okay. <laughs> this is so deep. This is crazy. I never t I've never really talked about this. So I feel like the attachment issues that I've had is something that 
Satan has come at me with those um, issues of, of attachment because I was weak from my anxiety and my depression. And I feel like he knew that I was weak. And so he was like, I'm going to give you this attachment issue. And this attachment thing came and truly the root of what it was and what it is, because there are times that I still struggle with it, but I recognize it a lot quicker, is replacing God. And what I mean by that is, like, God is all you need, right? But for me, in the state that I was in, I felt like I needed something physical, and physical in a non-inappropriate sense, and something that was, like, immediate, um, which are things that God or not is not always. And so I picked picked my picked my um attachments I guess we'll say um a lot of times those people I talked about even when I was younger I picked a person and that was my person um I did that really bad um during my anxiety period and I even still do it it's kind of a habit that I I have to work on it all the time um and I even talked about it with my current boyfriend and like learning space and stuff like that um just kind of crazy just a lot of like how your life just falls into where you're at but anyway so I definitely dealt with attachment and not only did I attach myself to people but I attached myself to things or ideas um and I'm just gonna be so real with you guys and a lot of what I'm gonna say is kind of weird because it was weird. It was a mental issue that I had. Um, but I, I guess the best way to describe it would be that I became a little bit obsessive. Um, just a little obsessive with things. So I can think of two things on the spot that I was like crazy about during this time. Um, kind of my comfort things, we'll say. And the first one is Harry Styles. Um, love the man to death. He's great. He's super cool. Um, his music is fantastic. His music videos are beautifully done. Um, and he's been around for a really long time. So there's always something new to watch or listen to that he's done. So obviously he was with One Direction first and genuinely... I know more about Harry Styles than a normal person should. And that is genuinely because I became so attached to him and knowing all about him and what he's like, what he's creating, what he's doing, that it kind of became my personality and not in a good way, dare I say. Like, it was just not. It was not it. <laughs> and I have to chuckle because as I'm talking about this, I'm currently wearing um, the shirt I got from the Harry Styles concert that I went to. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway. Anyway, we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> so that was my first obsession. Harry Styles. The man, the myth, the legend. He's incredible. 
and he's beautiful and very easy to get emotionally attached to, but I do not recommend it. The second thing that I got attached to, um, in a wide sense, was Netflix. Um, just watching TV shows and things like that. But narrowing it down, um, I got really attached to The Vampire Diaries, the show. It's a great show. I also highly recommend watching it. It's really good. Actually, I think it's coming off Netflix soon, so tough. But I watched that throughout high school. And you know what? I don't even think I would say that that was my like something I was attached to. Because that was almost more of a distraction for me. Like, that was more like if my depressed side was this, um, like, TV show, movies, alternate reality thing. I don't know. This is exactly what I wrote in my outline. The, de- the depression was like a dark hole that I was trapped in. I fell into alternate realities to try to replace my own. And what that means to me, like at least what I was thinking when I wrote that down, was the depression just felt like my life was not worth anything. There wasn't a point to it. It was sad. It was boring. There was nothing going on. There was no purpose in enjoying it. This is real. That's really sad. That is so sad because that is so not how I look on life right now. I'm, gonna, I'm trying not to cry throughout this, so we're going to be fine. And then I talked about, I also wrote like that I fell into alternate realities to try to replace my own. And that is my way of saying that I watched The Vampire Diaries and other shows. Um, I know Outer Banks was one too. I can't think of any others currently, but The Vampire Diaries for sure. And when I watched it, I used it as a way to escape my own reality and be a part of that reality. So, obviously from the title, it's a show about vampires. And there's other monsters in the show. And there's a lot of romance in the show. It takes place in a small town. Um, It's a bunch of friends. And it's super cute. It's sometimes scary. It's just like a very emotional, dramatic show and very, very, very different from my own life. And so I would just immerse myself with that show and there are like certain scenes and certain songs that like I can hear and I'm like, whoa, like I remember sitting in my room watching that and that was a really long time ago. Um... That's all I'm really going to say, I think, about, like, that part of things. Like, the whole alternate reality, like, not wanting to be in my own. Because that is very, that's a very hard thing to talk about. And, um, yeah, that's just really rough. Um, so, aside from that, other, like, signs that we notice like that we can look back on and and see were like my mood swings were horrible like I could be doing great one minute and the next minute I would be on tears bawling my or not on in tears bawling my eyes out just in my room by myself alone 
in a horrible mood, doing horrible, and that always lasted longer than the joy. And truly, we, when I say we, I mean me and my mom, because that's who I talk to the most about this stuff, thought it was PMS, genuinely. I mean, what else, like, if you're dealing with mood swings, what else are you going to think it is, honestly? Um, it came in waves, and that's just kind of how it was. And so that's what I thought it was most of the time. And I was like, dang, like, my PMS is so bad. That sucks, honestly. Um, it was just like this thing where you're like, I could not handle small things. Something so small would happen, and it, I'd be done. I'd be like, are you kidding me? Like, psh, well whatever. And then I start crying. So we're going to flash forward. We figured out what it was, got on my medication and slowly started doing better. So with the medication I'm on, this is what I remember my doctor telling me. He said, this is not going to fix it. This is going to help you learn how to deal with it. And I'm so glad he told me that because that's exactly what happened. It wasn't something that fixed me, but it was something that helped me learn how to manage it. And there are definitely still times where, like, I struggle with things, but um, the anxiety portion portion got so much better so quickly. And there are just, like, times when, I don't know, small things will happen and, like, they won't bother me and... Most of the time I don't notice, but every time or every now and then I'll be like, wow, that didn't just like drive me crazy that like I'm okay. And that was a weird thing to figure out the first time, but it's, it's great, honestly. And I, um, was on my first semester of college. My freshman year was really hard, um, Keep in mind, if you remember my relationships podcast, I talked about the fact that I was dumped twice the summer before that sophomore or that freshman year. Um, And so, yeah, it was bound to be a little bit bad either way, (laughs) but um, it was rough. Uh, I'm pretty sure that that was a semester that I upped my dosage of medication. Um, Thankfully, I'm really very, very thankful for that. Um... But yeah, so there's definitely that. And then what else has happened? Because there's more, there's more I wanted to say. And now I just kind of lost it. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, the anxiety definitely, definitely got better really quickly. And the depression is almost, was almost something that changed so slowly and just, just slower that I didn't really notice when it went away. It was just kind of gone one day. And I don't know. That's kind of how that one went. And so today, it's been, what, three years? Wait, senior year, freshman year? Yes, three years. Three years of, we'll, we'll give it, we'll say three. It might be more, it might be less of having anxiety and depression and I've been on medication for two years and in in, in saying that yes I am still taking it um it does help 
quite a bit and I'm actually starting to go down a dose because I'm doing a lot better. My goal is to one day, hopefully not crazy far in the future, um, be completely off of it. I would love that. I would love to just be able to be on my own, but for now, I'm doing how I'm doing and I'm so thankful for whoever created the medication that I'm on because it helped me quite a bit. Um, Something that I've noticed a lot, however, is, and we're going to go back right into the talking about PMS, but that is when I notice it the most. When I'm PMSing, I feel like like my medication is thrown out the window and it doesn't matter if I'm taking it or not. Like, I'm like back to being depressed. I'm not, I wouldn't say I really deal with anxiety much during that time, but I especially deal with being depressed um, for PMS and um, I've talked to other people who deal with this and they say that's similar for them. So I think that that's just kind of a thing, but that's been kind of a whirlwind to deal with. Oh, that was my belly. I don't know if you heard that, but if you did, my belly just growled because I'm really hungry. Um, and I'm going to eat after this. So, oh, that's a whole nother part. Okay, we're going to keep talking. So, another thing that we noticed looking back was every time I got anxiety, like, oh, throughout my senior year, I struggled with eating. And that was literally because I had anxiety so bad that it physically uh how do you how do you say that like that it like affected me physically and that's crazy I couldn't really eat that well every time I ate I felt sick it was insane that was horrible I'm so thankful that's done because I love eating oh man I do and I'm getting a lot better at even if I feel like I have a little bit of anxiety I still eat because I know I'm going to be okay, even if it hurts me a little bit. Um, I know that I'll be fine. So, kind of jumping it back to now. I We've done a little bit of jumping around, but this time we're going to stick with where I am right now. What's lasted is if I have ginormous plants of any kind, I usually feel a little bit of anxiety. Um, this would mean like a party that I'm going to. The time I felt it the most was I was going to um, this paint party that my the fraternity that my boyfriend's in was throwing, and I had horrible anxiety there. There were so many people at that party, oh my gosh, and I was a wreck. Um, but you know what? It was fine. I sat down for a second. I breathed for a minute. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to do this. And I got up and I was fine. I did it. And it was okay. It was actually one of the greatest nights of my life. It was so much fun. Um, so yeah, there's definitely room for improvement still. Um, and I have a few big plans coming up in the next couple of weekends and I'm not nervous for them yet, um, but I know that I will be as they come up, but I know that I'm going to be fine. I know the people I'm going with and it should be fine, but that nervousness just kind of is always there 
and I've just learned how to compress it and not let it change the way I live my life. So yeah, there's definitely that. Another thing I noticed, oh man, I said we're going to stay here. I'm jumping back one more time. When I first started taking my medication and after like two weeks, I'm not even lying, you guys. I remember looking out the window and telling my mom that the colors were brighter. Like I was in such this depressed state that life was looking dull. Like colors were just boring. And then like, oh my gosh, I just kind of redecorated my bedroom here at college. So it's a little bit different. But if you'd have been in my bedroom, especially my freshman year, I had colors everywhere. I still do have colors everywhere, honestly. But the reason for that is because of that depressed state that I was in for so long, colors just didn't mean anything to me. And now, I mean, heck, I'm a design student. Like, what? My life is so crazy. But like, now there's color everywhere. There's green and orange and blue and pinks and yellow and purple. All the colors, because I love all the colors. That sounds like such a little kid, but it's true. And when you've gone through that depressed state, colors are so beautiful. I'm glad I remembered that because that is such a great thing. And yeah, so that is so fun. I might leave it there. That's a high note to leave it on. And I like that. So I hope you enjoyed listening to my sad story um, sad into a hopeful story, we shall say. Um, you've just learned a lot about me that you might not have known before. Um, so that's cool. I normally don't share this information with many people. In fact, there's only, like, maybe I can count on two hands the amount of people that truly know all of this. So that's kind of wild. But at some point... I want people to know my story, and this is a humongo part of my story. And so, yeah, there you have it, folks. <laughs> I don't really know what else to say. Thank you for listening. If you've stuck around the whole episode, shout out you. And I'll catch you next week. So, thank you guys for listening once again. Goodbye.